Welcome to Me Time, the podcast for women in midlife who've been taking care of everyone else and now say, it's my turn to take care of me. I'm Kim Aceto, health and self-care coach for women in midlife and your host. Thank you for spending your precious me time with me right now. Enjoy the show. Okay, so today I am joined with Ronnie Ryan. Uh, Ronnie Ryan woke up on a cold January morning for her fifth, 40th sorry, birthday and realized she might be single for the rest of her life. She thought she could get used to the idea since the situation wasn't likely to change. Four months later, she had enough and decided to turn things around. After dating 30 men in 15 months, she met her husband, Paul. Having successfully figured out the key to midlife dating, Ronnie wanted to help other women like her to find love too. That's why she became a dating coach and founded It's Never Too Late for Love. Her mission is to share her wisdom and proven dating advice with every single woman who has that strong desire and yearning to find love. Since then, Ronnie has been helping thousands of successful single women find love for 17 years. She's a speaker, four-time author, one bestseller with more than 17,000 moved on Amazon, and a dating expert who shares no-nonsense tips and proven strategies in a compassionate and humorous way. Ronnie has appeared on BBC and NPR Radio, ABC, Fox, and CBS News, uh, MSN.com, Yahoo.com, and eHarmony, among others. Ronnie, thank you so much for coming on to the Me Time Midlife Podcast. Thank you, Kim. I'm very excited to be with you today and your community. Thank you. So I am going to share, or I'm sorry, I'm going to ask you the question I ask uh, every uh, guest, which is, what do you enjoy doing during your me time, Ronnie? Well, I've been thinking a lot about this, and I do a lot of different things. Sometimes I just go for a walk in the sunshine when it's sunny, or um, I like to paint, and I use acrylic paint and I paint things or I love to have lunch with my girlfriends and I try to have lunch as often as I can to see friends and laugh and enjoy and feel supported and connected I don't know sometimes I might go on a shaman journey so uh, there's a lot of different things that I write a lot to so there's a lot of different ways that I spend my me time that's great kind of sounds like you like to have your alone time but you also like to have your fun friend time yes exactly Great. Okay. So you are a dating coach for, let me um, make this clear for women looking for a man, right? Who are over yes. 40. Correct. So, well, not necessarily the man has to be over 40, but very <laughs> over 40, right? Your clients. You got it. <laughs> so besides your clients being over 40, um, who are your clients? Like who are the women that come to you for help? What are they looking for? You know, uh, they, it's really a variety, a, a wide range. Some women have been widowed and they're ready to get back out there and try again. Some women have never been married and they're finding that now is the time when they really want to find someone to share their life with. And sometimes the women have been divorced and they're ready to try again and see if, you know, they can apply what they learned in life and you know, find a better match second time or second time, third time around. 
So they're from all walks of life. Um, and they have one thing in common, which is a desire to share their life with another person and have a partner on the path. So um, I've heard a lot, and I'm sure you, I mean, I don't know, I'm just assuming, but uh, I hear a lot of like people who don't want to date online. And that's kind of like the thing right now, right? Um, is yeah. online dating, but it kind of, I don't really hear great things about it unless someone has found their spouse on, uh, through online dating. Otherwise, I hear that people don't like to online de- date. So do, are, are women not wanting to online date? Is that what you're finding? And, and why is that? Well, it's a great question because there are, I would say most women, uh, especially over 40 and over 50, they don't want to go online. First of all, they think it's embarrassing. Why should I have to do that? I should just be able to find a guy without advertising myself, whatever. So there's a lot of concern about that, about their privacy. And uh, the media has gone on and on and on about all the scammer guys and whatever, which I think is very overblown. But I'm not in charge of the media, so I can't get them to cut it out. But really, it's a great sensational story. So I think you have to look at those kind of stories with a grain of salt, but be smart. The truth is, online dating today is like singles dances. You know, in a singles dance, you know, you went out, the guys were there, you macked them in person, but you didn't know anything about them. Sometimes with online dating, you know more about the people than you would have if you met them at a singles dance. So I think what matters most and what really can help women is to recognize that you have to learn how to do online dating to make it work for you because people think it's obvious and you just, you know, write something and you throw a few pictures up and away you go. Uh, That's not really what will work. It could work, but it really helps to know how to read between the lines, so to speak. Mm-hmm. who to respond to, who to avoid, how to, you know, separate people out, who's a good risk and who might be scamming you. The smarter you are about using this tool, because that's all it is, the better your experience will be. And I think the most important thing to recognize is it's the same as going to a singles dance. So if you went to a singles dance, if you remember those horrible things that I did go to, <laughs> You know, let's say there were two or 300 people, and let's say half of those are uh, men. So let's say 150 men. And out of 150 men, how many different men would ask you to dance on any night? You know, three, four, five, six. So the most important thing is most of those men aren't interested in you, and it's going to be the same on the internet. And that's what people forget. They think when they find a guy who looks like a great match, what do you mean he won't respond or he won't like me or he lied about his age or all the things we all do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just becomes shocking when really, if you think about it, it's no different than any other tool to meet people. Mm. So when you get your head straight about what to expect and you learn about how to use a tool, you can have great results like so many people do. And I've seen different, different statistics that go anywhere between 20 to 35% of all couples and marriages today mm-hmm. are, you know, they begin on the web. Mm. Right. That's interesting. But it's a tool, especially right. for people over 40. I mean, mm. women come to me all the time and they say, you know, I don't need any coaching. I just need to know where the men are. Mm. 
you know, and of course then I giggle. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> because where the men are is part of the whole coaching thing. Right. So the men are really on the web. That's mm-hmm. where the men are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and when you started your coaching practice uh, 17 years ago, there wasn't such a thing as online dating yet, right? Oh, yes, there was. There was? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But it oh, yeah, people. Well, you know, I was dating in 1998. Mm. And by 2000, my friends were on match. Mm. So I started my business in 2002. Mm-hmm. So yeah, online dating was a go. And I did personal ads, which was, you know, the newspapers had personal ads where you had, you had like 17 words and a voicemail. There were no pictures. So people think online is so horrible. Come on now. I did personal ads, no picture. Mm -hmm. So, and I make great, I met great guys. They weren't all for me. Now, what about, you know, long distance uh, online dating, I guess? You know, I have to admit to you that I'm not really a proponent. Um, It depends what you're looking for. If you're a woman who doesn't have a lot of time, then a long distance kind of thing could work because you're just going to share your vacation time or whatever. But if you're somebody who wants to spend a lot of time with another person, then Long distance makes no sense at all. And, you know, hundreds of women write to me all the time on my blog about the long distance relationships they're in. And they're always heartbroken because the guy kind of slowly fades or doesn't keep his word or doesn't seem as interested. I'm like, yeah, it's really not a surprise. It's very hard to keep that kind of thing going. And a lot of times pointless because the expense of the distance makes it nearly impossible to really keep up a committed, intimate relationship. Mm. So I encourage women to date local. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And online, plenty of guys from California will want to contact you if you're in Florida or New York and vice versa. And they're just lonely and you know looking to waste time with someone basically Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're not really serious you know that's one of the things i help my clients understand is who has potential to be serious Mm -hmm. contender we'll call it (laughs) Mm -hmm. right yeah so i'm not a fan of um long distance but it could work for somebody who didn't want that kind of i want to see you all the time and spend Mm -hmm. every weekend with Mm -hmm. you and that kind of thing yeah and i would think too that maybe if both people are retired or nearing retirement, then maybe one can move to the other's location or they can move somewhere together, right? Maybe they're not tied to a a job anymore. So it's a little more flexible, maybe. It's possible, but then you have to think, does somebody at that time of life really want to move to three states over where they don't know anyone, but that one person, Mm. I think that can put a tremendous amount of pressure on a new relationship when they have to go out and build a whole life or just make you their whole life. It sounds romantic, but I think that can be problematic. Mm, okay. So okay. I, I think yeah. it's better to look locally for love. Okay. Okay. Now, when women start dating and they're dating different guys, um, how, how does a woman know if she's you know, found the right one, if he's the right guy? 
Ah, now this is a really good question. So the first thing I want to say is that it's much easier to figure out if he's the wrong guy. Mm, because okay. you can figure out if somebody's not right for you a lot more quickly. Okay. For example, if um, he promises he's going to call you Tuesday night and he doesn't do it, and he calls you Thursday, you know, yes, anyone can get busy or whatever, but you're looking for signs of someone who's going to be consistent and keep his word. Mm. So that's something that's a little red flag. It doesn't mean he's out, but it's something to note. So you're looking for, I don't want you to, you know, be hypervigilant looking for the bad things, but just be open and aware of the way somebody interacts with you. Mm. And you want somebody who's consistent. So you'll know he's good. It'll take more time. That's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Finding a good man, knowing he's the right one, that takes more time because you need to have uh, consistent interactions with him. So a man who's the right man for you probably has at least one date with you a week. He probably talks to you once a week on the phone and then maybe texts in between or whatever. He's very consistent. He um, stays in touch with you. He tries to get to know you. He makes an effort. Uh, he wants to please you. So he wants to know what kind of restaurants you like, or he might figure out what kind of flowers you like and bring you something. Um, a, you know a guy is the right man when you feel at ease and comfortable with him. Mm. And you both respect each other. And um, you feel like his word is gold. You know, like you can count on what he says. Mm. He's a man of his word. I think um, another important thing is that um, you understand each other. You get each other. And he listens to you. He doesn't just talk about himself and ask you a question and go back to talking about himself or whatever. He actually listens to you and is curious about you and your life. These are a lot of signs of what could make a guy the right man for you. Uh, and that's why this takes time. Like you might not know for two or three months. You might have an inkling. You might have a feeling that he could be the one. But you really need to see that consistency over time mm -hmm. before you close out all your other options. I right. think. Or, you know, when you get exclusive, okay, then you're going to invest in each other and see how it turns out. But mm -hmm. I think it's important to look. Consistency to me would be no the number one thing. Mm. Yeah, I, I would think not much different than making a new girlfriend, right? You want to kind of see if you guys click, if you get along, um, if yes, yes, know, they they show up on time, right? If they yes. ask you questions, it's not just all about them. You know, very similar things. I agree. It um, is actually very similar. Mm -hmm. So, Ronnie, you have a saying, which is "Your type will keep you single." What do you mean by this? Here's what it boils down to: when a woman calls me. And she says she has no trouble meeting men, but, um, you know, it's not working out. And I'll say, well, tell me about who you're looking for. And then she starts to tell me about her type. And a lot of times women have a type of guy they're um, typically attracted to. And it's different for every woman, of course. But, you know, maybe he's six feet tall and wears a button-down shirt and is successful in his career. He's a white-collar guy. He's you know, he makes good money and, uh, you know, maybe he, you know, likes to ski or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And the problem is that that man who you're always attracted to has all those things that really turn you on. And he also has all those things that always break you up. 
It's like these men are package deals. So when you have a type of guy and he's that super successful guy, whatever, and then what happens in the relationship is often really similar with these guys because he doesn't have time for you. His job comes first. He has to blow you off because he's got a big project or a crisis or whatever. His, his boss is giving him a hard time, so he's got to do this and this. And, and he doesn't have enough time for you. Blah, blah. The things that break you up that you don't like about these men always are also associated with all the things you like. So when you recognize that your type of man is a package deal and he has the things you really love and crave and thrive and feel excited by and all the things that break you up and break your heart and ruin the relationship, you can start to see that maybe your type of guy is always going to break your heart and let you down. Mm. And that's what I mean by if you have a type that could keep you single because if you keep going after the same kind of man and getting the same results, you're not going to find the good match that you really want. Mm -hmm. And that's when I talk to my clients about, you know, giving a little bit here and there, you know, so if they must have a man who's six feet tall, what if he was 5'11"? You know, for example, only 10% of the male population is six feet tall or higher. Hmm. So that's pretty narrow. And then half of them are single and how many are not the, you know, and half of them are married, how many are the right age? You know, you know what I mean? Right. So you want to, I guess. Yeah. You want to, hmm. you know, give a little here and there on some of your criteria. So this isn't about settling. This isn't about having less than what you're worth or whatever. It's that a lot of times we have things that we love, but they're not necessarily good for us or the most compatible match mm. because you might like a man who you know maybe wasn't as married to his career not that he's not successful but he has a more balanced lifestyle right so, so his drinks can kind of be his weaknesses too kind of yeah that's a great way of putting it right the things that you love mm. might not work well in relationship right. for you and so that's somebody i would work with who you know it's so important to understand your core values when mm -hmm. it comes to what works for you in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you have your like non-negotiable things, right? That Correct. are things that are very important to you. And then maybe there are some things that you got to be flexible on, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And that's what I have. That's exactly what I have my clients do. Come up with their five must-haves. Mm. And they're not things like he's honest and he's single and, you know, those things are given, you know, we're going to mm -hmm. hope that that's your baseline, but there might be other things like he has a good heart or he's sociable mm -hmm. or uh, he's very smart, whatever it is, get mm -hmm. your five things and then, um, and then see what fits in from there. Yes. Right. Very right. good point. Yeah. And I would think too, that women over 40, uh, whether they've been dating a lot or have been married or have never, uh, you know, been married or haven't dated a lot in their lives, um, that at least by the time they're 40, they know themselves a lot better than they did when they were 18 or 20, right? When we're usually when a lot of people are kind of getting together and maybe starting to think about who they're going to marry, right? So the, the, the person you want to marry at 18 and the person you want to marry at 48 is probably a lot different. Yes. So <laughs> true. That is so true. But that's what also can um, give you more options because when you're young, you don't know what's going to happen and you're looking at things that um, might not matter to you when you're older, you know? So when you're 48, um, you don't 
worry about if he's going to be a good provider for your children as much because right. you're past that age. You either have children already or maybe they're grown by then or whatever. So yes, absolutely. Your um, criteria can definitely change mm -hmm. as you get older. Right. No question. Right. Okay. So then Ronnie, you know, you've uh, helped thousands of successful single women uh, over 40 find love over the past 17 years. So tell us like, who are the women who eventually find love? And I say eventually because, you know, you probably help them over months at a time, right? As they sure. kind of go through this process. Um, so who are the women who find love and uh, what, what might they have in common? Okay. I love this question because it's like, these are the keys to what creates the success. And, uh, you know, they do have a lot in common. And one of the things is that they are open to trying new things or trying things they've already tried in a new way. Because when I went about this, when I was 40 and I decided that's it, I'm tired of being single. I had to do a lot of the things that I said I would never do again. You know, I didn't want to go to those horrible single stances, but I met a number of those 30 guys at single stances. I learned how to make single stances work for me, which I had never known. So you have to be open to trying new things. I swore I would never go to those things again, and I did. So sometimes you have to do things you've already done, but I did them with a different attitude. Mm -hmm. And women who are successful, that's what happens. So somehow, you know, working with me or on your own, you open your mind to how can you look at these situations differently and make the most of them. Be open to trying new things as well. Mm -hmm. Another quality is that um, they're willing to do the inner work. And I talk a lot about how dating is really a journey of self-discovery. Mm -hmm. And so when you are dating, you're learning a lot about yourself. How do you feel about love? How do you feel about your worth and your value out there in the marketplace? And how can you um, strengthen that and feel better about yourself and build your confidence. A lot of that is through the inner work, whether it's affirmations or meditation or visualization or whatever it is, the inner work is very, very important and just as important as the number of times you swipe or the number of, uh, you know, on the dating apps or the number of emails you answer. So another thing is taking the pressure off. Mm. And if you are willing to just go meet some men, you know, they're not going to be perfect because P.S., no man is perfect. And P.P.S., you're not perfect either, neither am I. So um, <laughs> just take the pressure off and just get used to meeting men. A lot of times women in midlife just are so out of practice. And if they could relax and just meet men and get good at that again, just get comfortable being a woman who meets men and goes on dates or whatever, you'll build your confidence and your skills with dating Taking that pressure off allows you to just relax and be yourself and stop worrying about if every man you meet is marriage material or, mm. you know, uh, lasting relationship material, whatever people are, you know, whatever the goal is. So, you know, I'm not saying you should just date anybody. I'm just saying just relax and meet a bunch of, meet a bunch of people because getting good at that is going to help you find the right one. Mm. And the last thing I want to say about this is, that no matter what you do, there is going to be rejection. You cannot date if you cannot handle rejection. So when you recognize that some men are going to reject you, and you recognize that you're going to reject a heck of a lot of men yourself, 
and you're willing to just go for it anyway. And the reason is because that's how much you want love. Mm. And so when you're willing to take those risks and be vulnerable in a smart way, a calculated way, that's where the reward comes in. And that's the kind of woman who really has success. Mm. So she's also open to learning about dating and learning what works and learning what works for her because it's not the same for everybody. So yes. those are the qualities. Yeah. So, I mean, as you're talking, I, I'm seeing how this is just so similar to, you know, so many things in our lives, you know, building our careers or trying a new skill or anything like that, right? You have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to learn. You have to be open to um, experiences and be willing to try new things and get out there and uh, fail and yes. get rejected and learn about yourself in the, in the whole process, right? Exactly. And that's why for me, once I figured this whole thing out for myself and I found my husband and I wrote my first book and I went to coaching school and started coaching, to me, everything is about dating. Like running my business is about dating. You know, your clients reject you or, you know, it happens in all areas of your life. So for me, all of life is like dating. That's where I'm stuck now. Right. And it's a good place because I know how to do that. I know how to be in business. And, and so I see the uh, parallels everywhere. So thank you for pointing that out. Mm, maybe the title of your next book, huh? All Life maybe. Like Dating. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ronnie. Well, uh, your website is nevertoolate.biz, N-E-V-E-R-T-O-O-L-A-T-E dot B-I-Z. I'll put that in the show notes. And do you have something for listeners who are interested in learning more? I sure do. I'm very happy to share one of my um, great programs if you're just getting your feet wet out there or even if you've already started dating called 12 First Date Mistakes That Can Ruin Your Chances for Love. And so why go through all that? These are the common mistakes that a lot of people make. Catch on, learn these, and then you can avoid those and just step over those potholes to start meeting the good men that you'll be compatible with. So that's at nevertoolate.biz slash and then number 12. All right, Ronnie. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Me Time Midlife podcast and sharing your tips with us. And uh, if you are looking for love, remember it's never too late, right? Never and, too late. You got it. And you work with, um, with women all over the country, world? Actually, all over the world. I've okay. had clients from Japan to Portugal to even Shanghai, China. All right. Yes. Global. Yep. Ronnie Ryan is global. Thank you, so, Kim. This was so much fun. You're welcome. Thanks again for coming on. If you find the Me Time Midlife podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it and support yourself while doing it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can tell your friends about it or share it on social media. And if you want more me time in your life, consider becoming a member of the Me Time Midlife community. This is my online community of like-minded and like-hearted women in midlife who want to take charge of their life by cultivating their health, happiness, and purpose while building connections and friendships along the way. There are many benefits to joining, including monthly member-only Q&As with some of the experts you hear on the podcast. Plus, 
As a listener of the podcast, you get a special listener discount. Go to MeTimeMidlifePodcast.com to learn more. Again, thank you for listening. And until next time, remember, you've been taking care of everyone else. It's your turn to take care of you.